sports. I love everything about sports. I love the way they sound. I love what they give you. I love the camaraderie. I love all of it. Sports are wonderful. Um, and there's probably some black girl out there right now or just a female or a black kid or Hispanic kid or whomever who's like, I wonder if I can do that because I've never seen anybody who looks like me who can do it. I want them to know that they can and that they should really, really try for it. Um, not, I'm not one of those, you can do anything you want. I mean, I think if you put the work in, you can do anything you want. But again, that's an athletic mindset. As long as you're willing to work hard, you can do it. Greetings. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast. I just I just spoke with Mr. Producer. He told me we were on episode 36. So um, shout out to Mr. Producer and all of you who um, enjoy our content. So thank you for listening. Today, as I always say, but I'm, I always mean it, very excited for our guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the new athletic director for Rockford Public Schools, Dawn Williamson. Yay! How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. So, man, Dawn, how many? How long have you been on the job now? It's like one month and two days. <laughs> Who's keeping count, right? Who's counting? <laughs> um, so one of the things I think, so we, we've gotten to, we've read kind of the press release about your background. Um, we've read it on The Vibe. Um, you know, we saw some of the things that you've done, something in your career. But so with the podcast, just tell us like a little more to like the real, like where you, where you from? Where exactly, where were you born? Like, where were you born and raised at? I'm from Michigan. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. So anybody who's out there who's from Michigan knows that you have to show your hand when you show where you're from in Michigan because Michigan is shaped like a hand. So I'm from Lansing, Michigan. Okay, Lansing, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So that where you were raised, that's where you went to school. Yep. Until junior year of high school, we moved to northern Wisconsin. So Nina, Wisconsin, which is about an hour south of Green Bay. Okay, all right, shout out to Lansing. Okay. <laughs> exactly. This is, so as part of, part of your, when you talk about, um, I guess, being an athletic director, um, like what was your first kind of draw to sports and athletics? Kind of what, what was some of your early interests that got you interested in sports and athletics? Well, I'm sure I'm like most women who are interested in sports. It was my dad. My dad was a sports guy. He played football in college. I watched. I grew up, I guess, unfortunately, watching <laughs> uh, the Detroit Lions <laughs> play football and lose no pretty much every game. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up with him and watching sports with him and got excited about it. Uh, my brother was a Division One athlete. He ran track okay, at okay. University of Mississippi. Okay, um, so it was just kind of normal for me to kind of con- continue in those footsteps. Awesome, awesome. Um, so we've again, we've kind of read read about you know some of the things you've done in your career to get you to this moment. Um, what do you think? Kind of what stands out? I guess as what? What do you think really prepared you? to be in this role that you're in now that you kind of, I mean, we all bring lots of things with us, but you know, this, this time in this moment, how do you feel? What do you feel kind of really, is this, is it just a, and, and, um, is it all of, all of the things or is there one thing that stands out? 
Well, I'm sure you won't be surprised. I am a champion of athletics. I love everything that athletics teaches people and it teaches you to be resilient and to be excited when other people are successful and to be organized and collaborative and all the things that you need to be in order to be an athletic director. So everything that um, I've done in my past in terms of athletics has led me here. Um, I, I, I just love everything about athletics um, and I know that I'm the person I am because of athletics. Okay. Um, so with this job, like when you, when it opened up, like you, you saw, you like, so you somehow you saw this job open up. What, 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 what were you thinking? Like what was going through your, do you remember at the time about, I'm, I'm you know, this is an opportunity. I want to go for this. What were, what were you thinking? Like what are you, your prospects were of kind of getting the job? What were your thoughts on what excited you about this opportunity? I am, well, detail-oriented. Yeah, you know that I'm a detail-oriented <laughs> person. Um, and I was excited about the opportunity to create policy or, you know, just kind of programming and things like that for a large amount of people. Um, not just high school students, not just middle school students, but all of our students that we serve. And that was exciting. It's a big and daunting tasks, but also like super exciting. What do you think for people who just, um, you know, just kind of the layman people who just, you know, who like sports, you know, I like to watch basketball. I like to watch football, particularly when you're in school. Um, what is it, what is it about, um, the importance, I guess, if you will, of the student athlete? I mean, what, how do, how do those two kind of go together um, when you're talking about sports for young people? Uh, uh, you know, people, some people who just, you know, again, they show up to the games or, or support someone they know supporting their, you know, their ch- their children or, or just observers. But what is the, the essence of a student athlete? Well, of course, the students are at school for school first. Right. So I think we can all agree on that. Um, but the but athletics is a great carrot at the end of the day that will, even for a great student, um, it's still something that they're going to get a chance to challenge themselves at. Um, maybe for a student who doesn't necessarily love school, but this is this is the thing, right? This is the thing that's going to get them through because they don't want to lose athletics. Um, it means so much to them. It's a chance for them to excel. It's a chance for them to have pride in something. Um, it's a chance for them to do things with their friends. It's a chance for them to have a, another significant adult in their lives who cares about them. So there's just so many things um, that's great about athletics. I don't know that they're two separate things. Sure. I mean, of course, they're sure. getting degrees and that, uh-huh. that is a separate thing. But I don't think that the goals of athletics and academics are different at all. Okay. Like the that's coaches are teaching the exact same thing that our teachers are. You know, that's a great segue because that was kind of you kind of answered that. That was kind of my next question just around. We, we've heard that. And, and um, I mean, to, to check our assumption, we assume that. Um, kids, athlete, you know, the sports, if you will, um, keep kids engaged in school. Um, and, and it's kind of an intervention. So oftentimes, you know, people, some kids, you know, is that, do, do you kind of, is that kind of a true thing that many students, you know, attend school so that they can be involved in sports and, and stay eligible so that they can play? Is that like a real thing? I mean, I was a really good student. And I love sports. Like it was, it was still the thing. Like school wasn't, uh, it, like I said, it wasn't something that I was worried about in terms of getting good grades. 
Um, but I also knew that I needed to get good grades so that I could be on a team. That I knew that there was a higher level of expectation sure. um, just by being a part of a team. You know, you're resp- you're representing other folks besides just yourself. Um, and you want to make sure that you're representing them in the best way possible. So, yeah, I think there there could be A students out there who are still wanting to make sure that they're doing their very, very best because wanting to do your very, very best in the classroom translates to wanting to do your very, very best in athletics. Okay. But but, but here, let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on now. <laughs> hold up. What about, I'm just saying, what about the, what about the struggling student, um, the student who who don't that don't do very well and struggle struggle academically what kind of i guess supports should be in place for them so that they can get to that kind of happy medium of yes i want to be i want to excel in and in the classroom and also uh, that, you know i think that's part of the issue for for a lot of kids you know of all backgrounds who um so you i'm just curious your thoughts on that do you think what, how, how, what does that look like um, in a system to try to help those kids? Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was at Beloit College, I spent a couple years in our admissions office. And sometimes folks would say, oh, well, they're only getting good grades because they're in sports and they want to stay eligible for sports. And they said it kind of negatively. And I was always kind of like, OK, like if that's the thing that okay. they need, <laughs> you know, okay. to get good grades. I mean, the end result is good grades. So I don't know that we care about the path that people take to get their grades. I know, I mean, studies show uh, this is, you know, out there in the world. Anyone can look it up. But grades are better when, you know, students' grades are better when they're in sports. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is a tool to give them a community of people who are like minded um, it gives them the ability to set goals for themselves. It gives them the ability to reach those goals. It gives them the ability to reframe things when they don't reach those goals. You know, these are life skills. Like you're always going to have things you want to do um, and maybe you're not able to. And then you have to reassess and they learn all this stuff in athletics. And again, you know, they they have this coach there who just really cares about them. So they have this other adult who's really pulling for them and able to do all sorts of things. I know our coaches do, you know, different study tables and things like that for their athletes at middle school and high school level. They're they're doing everything they can to keep the students academically eligible so that they can succeed also athletically. Awesome. So you th- thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, <laughs> that in depth. So you've been here you said a month now. We've kind of just had a chance to kind of look over the landscape and um, talk to lots of different people at this point. What would you say like the number one thing as you look around if you as you kind of you know and obviously not short not not a long period of time but what have kind of what's been your assessment what's one of the things that you would say I really want to accomplish this here what do you see as kind of your number one kind of task that's just something that you really want to work work on and focus on and make happen yeah so I'm not a person who I always say I don't need credit I've never been that person I don't need to be out there getting credit for stuff, right? Say that. And people may not know about the structures and things that we put in place. Yes, but when I'm yes. done, <laughs> elementary athletics is going to be awesome. We're going to yeah. expand it out a All little right. bit. Uh, right now we do basketball and soccer. I would love to expand that out 
and middle schools are going to be rocking. They're going to have full teams, um, successful teams that go off to high school um, and, and are super successful. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, you know, you've, um, we've talked about, you've talked some of some of the other sports, um, you know, what, what do you, th- so we have, you know, people, obviously the, the basketball, football, some of the, the, they get a lot of the, the biggest draws. Most people are a lot, very interested, very popular sports. Um, how do you kind of keep that going while at the same time doing some of the other things you just kind of mentioned around developing some of the lower level sports and other types of sports? Um, what, what are your thoughts on just, you know, there's, you know, all those rivalries that go on and um, obviously people got very engaged. So how do you how do you do that? How do you do both? Yeah, I think you have to do both because, I mean, I still like watching football, you know, on college football on Saturdays, professional football on Sundays. I still like love watching basketball. So I, th- I know that that's uh, gonna, always going to be super popular. I would love for all of our football games and basketball games just to be packed out. That would be amazing. Right. So we definitely want that. Um, but the athletes who are running cross country or on the swim team or playing soccer, they're just as passionate about their sport. They're working just as hard. They're out there every single day practicing and doing all that stuff as well. Uh, so I would love for, you know, for us to be able to highlight those folks a little bit as well, um, because they are putting a lot of work in, a lot of time in, and they're going off to college and playing and all that good stuff. Um, so they're definitely, I think there has to be both. Um, because we don't want to downplay any of our athletics uh, or any of our athletes' efforts. But it's always going to be football and basketball, right? Like, I love going to watch football and basketball, right? Yes, me too. Yeah. Big fan. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me about, so maybe people not understand this a lot, but um, around this concept of club sports. Mm -hmm. It's very popular. Mm -hmm. A lot of of families and, uh, you know, and, and utilize club sports um, for their student athletes, some to, or you know the AAU, some of the things that some of these outer these other circuits of mm-hmm. and avenues. I think soccer has one. Um, how do they? How do those? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on those? Are those mm-hmm. are those good for mm-hmm. the system? Can, can can everything coexist with that? Is there is there somehow it can be replicated in a public system? Um, and, and are, is it is it is it a worthwhile venture? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do they kind of how do they all interact? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I'm old and washed. So back when I was a young person in high school, <laughs> club sports weren't a thing. So I just you know I would play volleyball and then run track, and that those were my sports that I did, and I was able to excel um, just doing those things. But the world is different now. Um, if I were a, a young person who wanted to play at a high level after high school, I would recognize the fact that I couldn't play my sport for just three or four months a year and expect to be um, at my best, especially understanding that other folks are playing the sport for just much longer. So for scholastic sports, our seasons are defined by our you know governing agencies. And outside of that, 
Uh, it'll be a long time without playing your sport. So I played volleyball. Volleyball is about a three month sport. So if I went nine months without playing volleyball, um, I wouldn't be as good as if I had spent mm-hmm. those nine months playing gotcha. volleyball. Gotcha. Right. So that's the that's the theory. It's it's, it's continuous. Keep exactly. Going, keep going. But there's also a theory that says it's great just physically for your body not to just reuse those muscles in the very same way all the time, right? So I'm just always using my volleyball muscles, volleyball muscles, volleyball muscles, instead of maybe running track like I did or maybe playing basketball or you just use different muscles. So I'm an advocate of a multi-sport athlete, um, especially young. Um, I think... Hopefully, folks aren't trying to specialize in one particular sport before high school. Um, we got to make sure you keep your options open. Um, That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just want to dive into that because I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. That just mm-hmm. that whole because um, you're not old and washed, but I am. But I, <laughs> but I am. But I remember that was a thing, right? When we played, it was. Um, you know the, the the football players play mm-hmm. basketball, ran track. Play, ran mm-hmm. track. Um, I don't know. Again, it's just a theory of mine. But and what I've seen is kind of just observing. But more athletes, the younger athletes today, just want to play one sport. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where that what where that came from. Mm-hmm. That whole specialization. Mm-hmm. I'm just. It's interesting that you you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I do. That is like a thing now. It's a thing. Um, I think. It's good and bad. Like I said, if I play 12 months of volleyball, how good would I be? But also, there's a lot of studies that say it's not great for your body to kind of do all that same thing. Because if you look at kind of the rise of ACL surgeries and all that kind of stuff, it also corresponds with this age of specialization. Um, So those students who used to do all three sports all year, maybe they had one sport that was their thing. But they played basketball and they ran track just because they wanted something to do or to stay in shape. Um, There were just different injuries back then. Um, I'm a fan of club. If you can do it, I think you should. Um, There's different levels of club just because um, you're going to play age group ball, whether it's club or AU, whatever people call it. I think you should do it if you can. Um, Like I said, there's different levels. Some of them are regional, so you're not traveling all over the country doing stuff, but you're still getting a little bit of extra training. Um, But if your family decides that you guys can swing it and do the the national stuff, it's great. Like, it's a good thing. Um, And I do think it can coexist because of the levels, Um, because as long as students are given a chance to decide which one they want to do, as long as the clubs um, work with us and don't require a certain level of membership, right? They don't require students to travel all over the country and miss other seasons that they may want to be involved with at the school level. It's awesome. And yeah, I do think it's something we could do as a district. Uh, maybe not for the ones that we already have, like volleyball is pretty strong, soccer is pretty strong, basketball is pretty strong. But maybe there's others that we can you know, kind of recreate that system. Sure. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so you, so you have a, um, so your background, part of your background, you come got kind of the college mm-hmm. experience, and you mm-hmm. kind of seen work with with college athletes and um, being one yourself. Um, is there what is there anything? What can we do? I know is that is that something that you um, 
is there a way to impact or influence or can you put a, something in place um, or, or assess? I guess I'm just thinking about our our students mm-hmm. and what should that look like uh, in terms of preparation for college? Mm-hmm. Like, have you what do you what is what are some things that you've seen that um, students coming from, you know, whatever school, public school come from a high school mm-hmm. experience to the collegiate level? What often happens? What do they miss? What happens sometimes when they're mm-hmm. not? What are they not prepared for? Right. What's some of the things that the students should be preparing for mm-hmm. to get ready for that? Yes, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is um, everybody was really good at their high school, and now you got to come and work really hard. And that's academically and athletically. Like yes, I had students I who came yes. in who were A students, and they got their first B or C, and they're like shook. You know, <laughs> like what is going on here? Okay. So both, it's it's hard. It's hard work. And um, there's a a freedom of time that you have a choice whether you're going to study or whether you're going to work out extra, you know, do all these things that you have. Uh, Right now, the students don't have a choice in what they do in their day. Mm. Um, They do or they don't. Right now in high school, Uh, you know, you get to, you know, you get to class and you're in class all day and then you go to practice. You have little freedom. Right. So in college, you have freedom and you have these choices to make um, and how you use this free time, right? Whether it's studying, whether it's coming in to work out a little bit extra because you want to make sure that you get out there on the floor um so yeah i mean i think that's the hard that's the biggest thing is it's hard like i played at university of wisconsin and it's still the hardest thing i've ever done (laughs) (laughs) and so that and then um should that be part of and i'm sure there are i'm I'm sure you i'm coaches and others um who are currently in our system kind of have often i'm sure have those kind of conversations with students Mm -hmm. about if you want to get to the next level Here's here's the here's what you need to be ready for. Exactly. Yeah, I know all of our high schools have you know camps and different things they do over the summer for their athletes, uh, whether it's summer leagues and all that kind of stuff. Athletes have a choice every time to work their hardest or not, and that's an internal choice they can make. Like the coach can't make you work your hardest. Like that's some that's a choice the student has to make. Each and every day. So I would say if you're going to want to be good, you got to make that choice. Is it a realistic goal for, I know you're big on like professional development, training, training coaches. Um, Is that, you know, is that, is that in the realm of possibility to kind of have a kind of standardized, that's something that you're interested in or you would like to see where every year coaches got an opportunity or that there was some type of training programs just from the basics around training. I know sometimes it's, you know, it's depending on the sport, the school, sometimes some of the challenges of trying to find coaches, whether it's teachers or people who are in the community who want to coach. Um, what, I don't know. What, what, do you, what, what should that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, should those opportunities be available to kind of at least have some type of systemic approach to just some of the very basics around the coaching. Definitely. Well, I'm a lifelong coach, so I know that, I mean, it's, it evolves, it changes. The thing that you did five years ago may be totally different now, how to engage with students, all that stuff changes. So you got to stay up on it. Um, just, I guess, logistically, the IESA and the IHSA have requirements for coaches, right? So they've got to meet these requirements to be able to coach, um, in my mind, I would love it um, if our varsity coaches 
were like the CEOs of their sports, right? And they were able to bring up the lower level coaches from uh, middle school, especially, and maybe even elementary or people who are just interested in it and they want to learn the craft uh, because coaching is more than just knowing the sport. It's understanding people's personalities and looking at someone and saying, they look like they had a rough one. Let me go and check in on them and make sure that they're ready to work for today. Uh, all that stuff or figure out oh, they don't have a ride home like there's all sorts of things uh, that impact people's lives when they walk into a practice and that's what coaching is is being able to navigate all that with a whole bunch of people so that everybody can come to practice at a, a sort of a level playing field at the very least um, with all their different kind of external things and that's coaching um, and that isn't something you're going to read from a book you're going to get it from just working with someone who's done it for a while. And I think that's our high school coaches. Like they know what they're doing. So I think we need to use them in that way. Like they're the experts, let them be the experts and show our younger coaches how to do it. Okay. So Dawn, real, t- hey, real talk. Yeah. I knew you from Lansing. <laughs> All right. But I'm born and raised, born and bred. Now I don't root because I, at the district level, I don't root like root. against the our teams against school. Like I'm not interested like East versus Guilford mm-hmm. or you know let's go Auburn versus Jefferson. No, no, no. I want to be Boylan, Hananiga, <laughs> Harlem, yes. Belvedere. Let the record reflect. <laughs> I'm gonna repeat this. I'm interested in beating Boylan, Hananiga, Harlem. Who I'm missing? Belvedere, Belvedere Freeport, yeah. mm-hmm. all of them. All, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so now you you in the seat. You, mm-hmm. you so how? So no, serious though. How do we? You know, in competing with them, there's lots of um, <laughs> we call them urban myths around some of the. One of the things that I've always and, and when we just sitting around and discussing with a guy who's sitting around talking, one of the things that always comes up about um, certainly we've done better over the years against some of those schools. But the theory is, if you will, is a they run uh, they have systems in place that run all the way up from elementary, middle and high school. So the kids learn young what their systems are. And and that we don't have to get into, but but they we don't have to get into this other one. Mm -hmm. This is more kind of some of the private schools where Mm -hmm. they find Lutheran, they find a way to they find a way to make their way towards some of our some of our student athletes athletes, who are in our kind of in our zones. Those are kind of like the two kind of myths or theories that I hear often about why they're consistently good, right? That's what I wonder. How can we be? Well, how you know we gonna we be consistently good and always be able to compete mm-hmm. with with those teams in all sports? What, what are your thoughts? What you, yeah. what you, what you athletic director? <laughs> we, what you gonna do? Yeah, that's what that's what that's what that's what you know. I'm speaking on behalf of some people. That's what we care about. We want to beat them. We but do. anyway, go, we no, do. go ahead. <laughs> well, that's a problem all across the country. First uh-huh. of all, right? You can go to any city, and the public schools are gonna say the private schools are doing some things, (laughs) right? So that's everywhere. Um, So that's always going to be there. Um, At least that's always going to be the thought process that's out there. I will say as long as we, we keep going out and talking about the benefits of athletics and putting structures in place that people can look at and say, okay, they've got a plan for this. 
um, whether it's the summer camps that we're doing this year to work with the elementary and middle school kids to get that started. And it's just a starting point. Hopefully we're going to be able to grow those and get them bigger and bigger. Um, but I think if people can look at us and say their their goal is the exact same, um, we're trying to move these students um, and get them the best possible experience that we can, get them the best possible training that we can, that we care about these students. We understand all the intangibles that come from athletics, but we also understand the tangibles that you got to get in the weight room. You got to do all this stuff. You got to work. And we give them those opportunities to do it. Um, and consistently um, that we have a plan for getting them from one one point to another, um, whether they want to go to college, whether they want to get a job after, whether they want whatever, right? Um, that there is a plan that people can look at and say, okay, I see what the district's trying to do because I think across the board, not just our private schools, I think private schools are really good at painting a picture. This is the outcome your student's going to get if they come here. And I think as long as we can talk about the outcomes that we want for these students and how we can prepare them to reach these outcomes, we can't make them reach them because, like I said before, they got to work hard for it. As long as they're willing to work, we've got structures in place that are going to help them get there. Awesome. Does that answer it? That I don't does. know if that answered it. That does. It does. It, <laughs> no, I think, yes. Um, you know, you, that's a, and, and here, here's, here are the things that we kind of need to do, right? Like it's not... It's work, right? It's not. It's not. You can't just wave the, the magic fairy dust and make it happen. It's really. Uh, it's lots of work and buy-in, and um, people have to um, really engage with our students and build those relationships. Well, and and, and I'm build, just gonna hop in I, there. And I just think our job and our and our <laughs> role, like, how do we build the system? Yes. For people to mm-hmm. thrive and be successful in, right? That's when we mm-hmm. come in behind. That's kind of the, the role. Our role is here. Is how do you yes. build a system that the the those professionals you speak of mm-hmm. um, can do their job, do their work. I mean, we've got people doing it. I think one of the things, like I said, I think it's not that the private schools aren't doing it; they are. Um, but I think they're really good at not hiding their light under a barrel. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes we've got people doing really good things, but we're not talking about all that yeah. really good stuff yes. that people are doing. Um, so if you're only hearing negative things, you know, when there's a whole lot of positive things that are happening, like I said, I think that's one of the things that private schools are really good at talking about the good stuff and we've got just as much good stuff happening we're just so not talking about it. talk more about our good yeah, stuff we gotta, and I think we gotta celebrate yeah, our successes celebrate our successes mm-hmm. we have lots of those mm-hmm. we have lots and you you know I've been here and I've seen it and mm-hmm. we got you're right we have great coaches people really care and yeah. uh, do a great job so um just, just as we as we, as we wind down here I just I'm, I, I can't I have to at least um I just want to mention um, the, you know, the fact that we all kind of stand on the shoulders of, of the great ones, the greatness who come before us. Um, I, I think um, it. I, I would, be, would be remiss if I didn't just mention. I mean, the fact that you and I are both sitting here having this conversation, mm-hmm. um, where we're we breaking down these barriers, right? Whether it's racial barriers, uh, gender barriers, um, you being an African American female, um, and and um, where where are we when we reach a point to where? It, I mean, how much? What do you think about? Does it matter for the people to see you in this role? 
Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, one day we, we just want to get to a point, I think everyone where it's not a big deal about the first this or the second that or, um, you know, one of the analogies I use is, um, you know, even in the NFL now, we don't we, we try and not as much, you know, the quarterback. Right. Just the quarterback, right? It's not a black quarterback, not a white quarterback, not a Spanish. It's just a quarterback, right? You know, just it's just the athletic director, right? Oh, you know, it's oh, this, this it's not a female referee. It's the referee. It's the coach. Um, how do we keep? How do we keep getting moving towards that? Um, you know, that better place. You know, we talk about uh, uh, how do we form a more perfect union to where we just begin to see each other as people and for our humanity um, mm-hmm. as, as, as opposed to labels. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we, are we, how do you feel about all of that part of mm-hmm. your role? So I've got a couple of thoughts. <laughs> so one is, yeah, I understand what you're saying um, that we just want to just be, have our work be reflective of who we are, not what we look like. But <laughs> I you go keep it real. Keep I it real, embrace dog. it. You know what I mean. So when I I've only been doing this for about a month, right? And been going to all the schools. I've had people I didn't know give me hugs because they're just excited to see a black female in this position. I mean, this it's a big deal, um, and I think it's okay. Like I lean into it a little bit, sure. so. Especially the gender thing. Like, I'm I'm good if people say that's a female AD because I want people to understand that I'm going to I'm always going to make sure that we're thinking about our female athletes um, who are working hard. Of course, we're going to think about our male athletes and football, basketball. Um, but I want people to know, like, I think that our female athletes are working really hard and they're doing a great thing. Um, I want people to know that I think our cross country and swimming and tennis athletes are out there doing working just as hard as um, the folks that are filling up stadiums. So I, I guess I lean into it a little more. I'm fine if people say, oh, we've, we've got a, a black female um, AD because that's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am black and I am female. Say that. <laughs> and and that's good. I want, there's probably a black girl out there somewhere who's like, yeah, I love sports. And I want my whole life to be devoted to sports. And I want her to think I can do it. And if I'm the reason she thinks that she can do it, that's great. <laughs> because I love sports. I love everything about sports. I love the way they sound. I love what they give you. I love the camaraderie. I love all of it. Um that people all get to think that they're experts at it. <laughs> you know, it's great. Like sports are wonderful. Um, and there's probably some black girl out there right now, or just a female or a black kid or a Hispanic kid or whomever. Who's like, I wonder if I can do that. Cause I've never seen anybody who looks like me who can do it. I want them to know that they can and that they should really, really try for it. Um, not, I'm not one of those, you can do anything you want. I mean, I think if you put the work in, you can do anything you want. But again, that's an athletic mindset. As long as you're willing to work hard, you can do it. And in today's America, it could be any kid. Mm-hmm. It, could be exactly. white, it could be a white kid. It could exactly. be, they can see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be, you know, um, um, Arab. It can be, you know, yeah, any, everything. everything. And right. they can just see you right. and see who you are. Yeah. 
Um, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, I think that um, that's that's uh, that, that's a that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, so I guess my I guess as we wind down, right? This is a, these are some questions. This is these are three questions that I ask everyone. Um, oh, you know what I want? To, I did want to say this. Is what I was going to mm-hmm. say. You are right about the gender thing because okay. every woman, right, that that says anything to say about you and in terms of uh, your role now, the first thing they recognize is she's a woman. Mm-hmm. They don't say now. We don't care now. They don't care about nothing else. <laughs> so you, you are absolutely dead on. Like yeah, we, we got a woman. Um, so these three questions, the last three questions, we ask everyone, okay. right? Because we get to know a little bit more about you. Okay. It's is the three standard questions of the 205 Vibe podcast. And again, I'm your host, Earl Dotson Jr. I just have to do that for my mother because she listens <laughs> and she want to make sure that she's like, Earl, how come you don't never say, we don't know who who, who, who are you? <laughs> it's me. It's me, mom. Earl Dotson Jr. Episode 36. Shout out to my producer, Miss Producer, Connor Childers in the back, uh, who does a great job of making sure that um, we sound good. So, Don Williamson. Yes. It's your birthday, go dawn, or it's a special occasion. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. It's something. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And somebody, they, and they, where would you? What would be your favorite? What's your favorite like place to restaurant, or what is your favorite go to food that if you go somewhere like I'm or I'm eat, I can eat this every time. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what would you say? You're like your favorite food or your favorite place to go eat. I am a wings person, which I know is like super simple. I love a good wing. Like I love it. I love a sports bar. If there's like 10 TVs and I can be watching all sorts of sports (laughs) while I'm eating my wings and maybe sipping a tasty beverage. (laughs) Yes. Wings. Um, you're at home, you chilling, or you get in your car, you, you leave, you driving, mm-hmm. you turn on the radio, or you turn on your stream, or you turn on your whatever, your, your, your music. What, like, what genre? Like, is there, is what you listening to? Is there a particular genre, or is there a particular um, singer or artist that, that mm-hmm. you can always just, your favorite, you can listen to? Yes. What you, you rocking? Yes. Well, if I'm with? getting in the car, to be honest, I'm listening to sports talk. <laughs> like, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I love it's, sports talk too. it's what I listen to. So I'm always doing that. But if I'm listening to music, I love, well, in my, I like 90s, okay. like R&B, okay. 90s okay. hip hop. Okay. My favorite 90s hip hop group is De La Soul okay. That's what's because up. they were like weird black kids and I was a weird black kid so I vibed with them that's what's up me myself and <laughs> exactly. I exactly and then the last one is is there a particular TV show or a movie that when it's on you can always just like I can always just watch that or is there something you're watching now uh, that you really really enjoy you have an all-time go-to favorite movie or is there just a TV show right now that you can that you're watching or that you can always just turn on and yes. be, be entertained so I love to bake okay that's my thing my like piece is baking so there's a show called the Great British Baking Show <laughs> I love it which I love <laughs> like I can watch and it's I can watch them over and over again, even though I've seen them a million times. 
but I love it. I like Chopped. That's another cooking show (laughs) that I really enjoy. So yeah, anything related to food uh, is going to be what I want to watch. Fantastic. Dawn, thank you for your time today. Mm -hmm. Really, I wish you nothing but um, success in your role. I know you'll be successful and um, we're going to support you and we're excited for you. I'm excited too. All right. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Of course. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the 205 Vibe Podcast. Subscribe to the 205 Vibe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. Check out the blog, videos, and news on rps205.com slash 205 Vibe.